Welcome to In the Wake with Whitney. Here on this podcast, we cover mental health, life lessons, mindset growth, and tons of storytelling. Together, we'll laugh, we'll cry, and everything in between. I'm your host, Whitley Rogers. I'm a certified life coach and mental health advocate. I'm also a survivor of sexual and mental abuse. I'm here to open up those conversations that are normally uncomfortable or hush-hush in society. Keep listening for bits and pieces of my personal journey and insights along with other interviewees. In today's episode, I want to talk about what it looks like to be a good support to others who are struggling. This is something that I have found to be so difficult to navigate for majority of people, including myself. I'm still learning how to do this for the people I love in my life and also how to help my personal support system support me in the best way possible. I've experienced multiple encounters of some not so good support as well as the best kind of support ever. So I've pondered what makes up the difference and how people respond and feel about these two different approaches to being a support that I've witnessed. What I talk about can be applied to really just any relationship or friendship, regardless of whether they are struggling with the hardships of life. First, I want to talk about the natural inclination on how to support someone you love that may not be the best way to go about it. For me personally, when I started struggling with anxiety and depression and slowly started opening up to the people close to me, I kid you not, I got the exact same response from almost every single person, as if word for word, everyone in my life had the same things to say about it. And that was the most frustrating thing for me. The response went something like, I'm so sorry to hear that. I know that everything will work out and you'll be okay. If you ever need anything or someone to talk to, I'll always be there. I mean, there might have been a few things peppered in there every once in a while, but ultimately that was the blanket response I was receiving every time I told someone of how much I was struggling. I don't know about you, but that was not what I wanted to hear. After hearing that over and over, I began to feel even more alone and isolated in my heartache than I did before telling anyone. I felt as if no one actually got it. It felt so ingenuine, where I knew they cared and their intentions were good, but their words of affirmation meant almost nothing to me. This is because when you open up about something vulnerable to another human being, like mental illness, being a victim, divorce, cancer, financial struggles, whatever it is, it oftentimes makes the other person uncomfortable. And in this uncomfortable state, the receiving person has an automatic urge to respond with something anything. And this is where people tend to say inconsiderate things or spit out that blanket response of, I'm so sorry, blah, blah, blah. Along with that blanket response, I got a lot of advice. I got fixers. I got people jumping right in and trying to console me and my hurt, which again, I knew their intentions were good and they really just wanted to help me. But that is also not, not what I wanted nor needed to hear. I didn't need a bunch of people trying to fix my pain or take it away. In all reality, no one is able to fix you besides yourself. So all of these efforts being made by those around me to fix my anxiety and depression was really hurting me rather than helping me like they intended to do. 
As I have observed the fixer mindset of supporting someone, it's often a reflection of their own insecurity or need to feel like they have done something to make it better. We want to feel accomplished. In these hard situations where we are watching a loved one struggle, we don't want to feel inadequate or helpless. We don't want to feel small and unworthy. So in order to relieve those feelings, we jump in and try to soothe and fix, fix, fix. But instead of actually helping the person we are trying to soothe, we are only soothing our own insecurities because the actions we are taking or words we are saying to them are hurting them more than helping. This fixer mindset can also come from a place of love. It's one of the hardest things watching someone you deeply care about struggle and hurt. You want to do anything to just take it away. You wish it was you in pain instead of them. So you want to fix it all for them. Especially parents, it's so very hard to watch your child have a hard time and you're willing to try everything to soothe their hurt. But when the fixer mindset comes into play, majority of the time it does more damage than good. So in response to these two automatic outcomes of support, I have some different approaches on what supporting someone should look like. The first being holding space for someone. Now, I personally use this term on the daily, but when I was speaking to a friend, they didn't understand what that meant, and I had a hard time explaining exactly what it means. So I looked up a couple definitions so that you can get a clear picture of what I'm talking about. When you hold space for someone, you bring your entire presence to them. You walk along with them without judgment, sharing their journey to an unknown destination, yet you're completely willing to end up wherever they need to go. At one time or another, someone in our lives will need a space held that is loving, non-judgmental, and empathetic. So my interpretation of this definition is that it's a safe place you create for the person you want to support. That safe place is free from your personal judgments, opinions, advice, or viewpoints. Instead, that space is full of unconditional love listening, hearing, seeing, and empathy. Holding space does not mean you are trying to fix that person or their circumstances. It does not mean that you are shoving advice down their throat. It does not mean you are trying to soothe or take away their pain. It does not mean you are trying to find or give them a solution. When you feel the need to jump in with your automatic responses, take a step back and just listen. There's also a difference between listening and hearing. Most people listen to respond instead of listening to hear what's being said. So practice hearing people. Hear the words they are speaking. Hear the unsaid things. Hear their cries for help. Hear their hurt. Sometimes you don't need to say anything. There can be silence. You don't have to fill that silence by responding. Just hear them. Holding space for someone to feel and experience everything they are going through is the most sacred thing you can do for them. In the end, it will genuinely mean so much more and help so much more than the blanket responses to struggle. Holding space for someone means letting them be their authentic selves without you passing judgment or trying to change them. It's giving them a safe place to feel unapologetically themselves with you by their side. People don't need you to come fix all their problems. People don't need you to give them advice on what to do. People don't need you to pity them or make them out to be a charity case. People just want you to sit with them, 
be there for them, support them, love on them, hear them. This is called holding space. The second thing that every human being craves is validation. We all want to feel like we as a person are valid, that our feelings are valid, that our experiences are valid, that what we have to say is valid. So many times our automatic responses are doing the exact opposite, invalidating the person, invalidating their feelings. This hurts way more than it does help. When I say that, I mean responses that look like this. Just be positive. Just be happy. Cheer up. You'll be okay. Don't be upset. Calm down. Don't cry. Don't take it personally. Don't be so sensitive. Just move on. Forgive and forget. These are all responses that I have gotten from people at one time or another. Even though their intentions of saying these are good, it does no good whatsoever. Just because you simply say these types of affirmations to those struggling, it does not automatically make them feel as if they are true or believe that they are true. Then the person feels shut down and invalidated. So instead of trying to cheer them up, let them know and feel that their emotions and experiences are valid. Some things that I say or have been said to me to validate someone are, I see you, I believe you, I hear you, I support you, I love you no matter what. You are valid in feeling angry, hurt, disappointed, betrayed, whatever the emotion may be. You have every right to feel this way. You are allowed to feel these things. You are, your experience is valid. Don't ignore their feelings. Don't shut them up. Don't shove them under the rug. rug. Don't pretend. Recognize and acknowledge them as a person, emotions and experience and all. That's the best way to validate someone. So the third thing that is needed to support someone is to show up. I cannot even express how many texts I have gotten where people have said, if you ever need anything, I'll always be there for you. Yet, I had never felt so alone in my life. Again, this is because it's one of the automatic responses that people give. But I'm telling you this, do not let those words come out of your mouth unless you full-heartedly mean it, and then you follow up by showing it. I also have to say, it's okay if you can't be there for someone. If you need to take care of yourself first because you have a lot going on or your own struggles, just simply say so. Put up boundaries. Let them know that you can't take this on in this time of your life. Sometimes you can't be the solution to someone in need of support. But you need to make that clear to the other person so that they find a solution of support elsewhere instead of being disappointed by your lack thereof. If you say you're going to be there for me, then show up. Show me that I can rely on you. Showing up means being there when times get uncomfortable, hard, and painful. You'll lose a lot of friends in times like these. When a friendship forms, usually all things are fun and games. You have good times together, and they may make life so memorable. But some friends aren't ready for when the times get tough. 
They weren't expecting the worst-case scenario, and some just can't stick it out. But that's okay. As much as it hurts, let those friends go, because they obviously were put in your life for only a chapter and not the whole story. Even though you'll lose so many friends on this journey, you'll gain the deepest, most long-lasting friendships through these hardships in life. They will be the ones who show up, rain or shine. They will be the ones who give you a shoulder to cry on. They will sit with you, hold space for you, and show up no matter what life throws your way. Freshman year of high school, I had a friend group that consisted of about nine friends. In my senior year, only one is still by my side, and she's now my best friend and my person. That one friend stuck with me through my anxiety and depression, through my suicidal states through my abusive relationship, through the period where I isolated from everyone. And yet she still showed up. She still checked in on me. She kept in touch when I was struggling. She didn't give up. Now, I'm not blaming any of the other people because they served a beautiful purpose in my life. But not everyone withstands the rocky parts. The struggles of life are the true tests of friendship. You'll find your tribe in the times where you just need people to show up for you, and they do just that. The fourth level of support is empathy. Now, a lot of times, people giving support give a false sense of empathy. They pretend as if they understand what it's like to be in your place. They speak as if they already know what you are feeling or facing. But the truth is, Nobody will ever know the full extent to what you're going through besides you. So maybe refrain from the phrases, I know what it feels like, or I understand what you've been through, because that can be more isolating and frustrating for the person in need of of support. Even if you've dealt with depression while I am currently depressed, no two people experience something in the same way. Every experience and situation is individual to that person. So before you try to pretend like you already know what it's like for this person, take a step back and imagine being in their place. Imagine all the different factors they are dealing with. Listen to them. Listen to their feelings and experiences. Try your best to get the full picture and understanding. Educate yourself. Even if you have experienced something similar, get to know the person and their situation as if it's new to you, too. My best friend did just this when I opened up to her about being a victim of abuse. She wanted to empathize with me so that she could be there for me. She listened to podcasts, read articles, and stories on domestic abuse. She learned what it is like for women, for victims, for trauma. She listened to me deeply and listened to my experiences, and then she carried my pain with me. This is called empathy. Another instance that I felt empathy was when I shared my story of abuse to a childhood friend, and he responded by saying, Whitley, I don't even know what to say. I can't begin to understand how hard that was for you. I am here for you now. Instead of throwing advice, sympathy, or solutions in my face, he simply just listened, expressed how he didn't understand but wanted to, and sat with me. That is called empathy. So to summarize those four aspects of being a good support, they are holding space, validation, 
showing up, and empathy. Now, speaking to anyone that is in need of support, advocate for yourself. Advocate for your needs. Teach those around you how to support you. Teach them how to love you. Teach them how to help you. No one will know how to be the perfect support for you besides you because you're the only one that knows what you need and want. Also keep in mind that not one single person can be a perfect supporter. So seek more than one outlet of support. Different people can suit different needs. Your parents may be really good at showing up for you, but lacking in validating you, while your best friend may be super good at validating you. Or maybe your husband or wife can hold space for you, but struggle at empathizing with you. By having a committee of support like this, you aren't putting the burdening role on one person who will end up disappointing you. Speaking to the supporter, be open to this. Ask the person you wish to support how they need to be supported. Ask them how they need to be loved. Ask them what their needs and wants are. Be open to this change instead of jumping in the way that you know how or think is best for them. Don't excuse this by saying you had good intentions. You may be hurting rather than helping. And if you really have good intentions, your goal is to help. So simply ask how they need you to help and then be willing to do just that. I just want to talk a little bit about my own army of support. My parents are my biggest supporters ever. Seriously, I would not be here without them. Every time life has thrown me down, my parents have been right there by my side helping me get back up. They have done anything and everything in their power to help me through my journey and my struggles. They support me in everything I do, and they they seriously are just, I can't even express my appreciation and gratitude. But they weren't the best supporters at the beginning because no one is. Um, I am the first child. I'm the guinea pig. And so they had never experienced anything like this. They had no idea what they were being thrown into. And that's okay. Nothing against them. But my parents have very different roles in my life and they support in different ways. My dad was and is a fixer. He, as most parents, just wanted to fix my problems and take away my hurt. And so whenever I was having mental breakdown or a panic attack, my dad was always my person. And he still is always my person there sitting with me through those times. And he would want to fix what was what I was going through. And so he would throw out solutions or advice or try to help me rationalize things and it just made things worse and we would fight and I would get so upset with him because I just needed him to hold space for me (laughs) but he was trying to fix me. My mom on the other hand her heart is so pure it's like pure gold guys And she would just tell me, like, it's okay, everything will work out. Like, I know you'll be okay and different things like that. And I, they both had such good intentions, but it just wasn't working. And so I finally reached a point where I was like, I 
can't do this alone. Like I need them to support me and they do, but I need them to support me in the way that I need support and love. And so I had to vocalize that and I had to start hard, uncomfortable conversations, but because their intentions were so genuine and pure, they wanted to help me. They were open to receiving that they were willing to do anything and everything. And so they evolved and they changed their way of support. Now, my dad is amazing at holding space for me. And he is amazing at validating my emotions. I called him a couple weeks ago because I was really frustrated and having a panic attack and I was just crying. And he sat there and he listened to me. And then he said, I hear you. I believe you. I support you. And I love you no matter what. I'm not going to go into what was happening, but he, he said exactly that. And that was all I needed to hear. And I was like, okay, you can go back to work now. Like that's all I needed. And I was okay. Like that, his way of supporting me changed and it's working for us now. And our relationship is so much better and stronger. My mom, on the other hand, is so good at showing up. She will drop anything and everything to help me when I need it. And I just, I, I say the word and she is there. And so my parents have these different roles in my life because neither of them are perfect in all categories of supporting me, but that's okay. And I don't rely on one or the other more because they their strengths and weaknesses are different. And so I have, I have both of them working together in my army of support and I have my best friends and extended family members because they're all good at different things. And so I know who to go to when I need specific aspects of support. So I just wanted to give them a shout out because they are so amazing. Seriously, they are so amazing at what they do. And they're learning, and they're growing, they're changing, and that what that's what life is about. And so I'm so proud of them. I'm so proud of myself because they are the best supporters. But I have gotten so good at vocalizing how I need support, and so we work together on that, and we continue to evolve and work on that, and it's really improved our relationship. So to wrap up this episode, I want to end with the song Anymore by Madeline Page. When I listen to the song, I imagine my army of support singing this to me when I'm at my lowest. So the words say, I don't know what you have seen, what you have been through. I won't pretend to be where you've been. I won't patronize you. I watch from the outside, afraid that I'll see you disappear, sinking in quicksand fast. You don't have to be that anymore. You don't have to breathe there anymore. Take a step. Now's the time to close the door on anymore. You're not the mistakes you made before. You're more than the past you're fighting for. Who you were and where you are can redefine what's left behind. Take the step. Now's the time. Close the door on anymore. 
All I know is what I can see. You may not believe me, a person who, in spite of the pain, never stops fighting. I know you can win this. There's so much more inside of you. This isn't over yet. So, so good, guys. Thanks for listening. And that's all for today. I hope this podcast left you feeling empowered, better understood, and less alone in this crazy thing called life. If you like what you hear, leave a rating or review and share it with your friends. Thanks for listening and tune in next time.